If you are a guest today, thank you so much for visiting with us. We got a little bit of a different service. Uh, we don't usually do so much singing and dancing. We do as much singing, but not always as much dancing as was going on upstage. Um, that was awesome. If, if you helped out with VBS this past week, could I ask you to stand up? If you work with our youth in any other way, if you're a Sunday school teacher, please also stand up. If you help with the youth group that meets on Wednesday nights, please also stand up. And if you're one of our youth leaders, would you please even be so bold as to put your hand up? So I don't, I'll call you by name if you don't. You guys, we're so blessed to have you. Thank you so much for all of your work this week. That was fantastic. And as a father of four, I feel like I owe you like an exit. Like I, I got more than my share. So I really appreciate you guys, all the work that you've done. This is really a tremendous week. It's been a party all week long in the church. If you haven't made it through, um, this with VBS and then the fair on Friday night, that uh, was awesome to see that kind of finish. Uh, if you are a guest today, uh, I'd invite you to fill out one of these connection cards. We've got these in the fronts or in the backs of all the pews. Um, just says a little bit of information about yourself. We'd love to ask you to fill that out so we can welcome you in return. And there's a basket actually up here up front where we put our offerings. You can also put those in there as well. So I invite you to do that at the end of the service. As I mentioned, it's a little bit of a different service today. This is normally where we would have a time of preaching. Um, but as VK mentioned earlier, we're going to be emphasizing how, how we are the church, how the church is the people. And so we're going to have a time of open sharing today, of open testimony. So if um, God's been moving in your life in some kind of way that you feel that you'd like to share, I'm going to invite people in a minute to come up and share a little bit about how God's been working in your life. Um, doesn't mean that you've got everything figured out. Doesn't mean that, as we heard in those songs, doesn't mean that you're fully aware of the plan that God has for you. You may be in the middle of a difficult struggle. Just want to make sure that that's clear. Even if you're in that place, we want to invite you up to share your story. In the Old Testament, time and time again, we see uh, the, the history of the Israelites and how they shared what God had done with them, whether in um, uh, remembering by picking up rocks and building a pile of stones and kind of leaving a testament that way that God had done something important for them, or by writing a song and having in the book of Psalms just stories that get repeated, songs that get sung about the good things God has done. It's vital that we share these things, that we remember these things, and we share them with each other, because as we said, the church is more than just a building. It's, it's all of us. It's, the, it's the, um, the way that we walk together. It's the way that we uh, share our lives with each other. So I'm going to open the mic now if anybody wants to come up and share. Hopefully we've got a few people. And I uh, ask you just to keep it a little bit brief. As Pastor Dan says, I might come up next to you. I get to do it now and give you kind of like the holy hug on the side. It's sort of like the cue to like kind of wind it down a little bit. We've got three other people who want to share. Um, but I would love to hear from you guys, especially this week if you came to the VBS, if you saw um, ways that God was working or just things that touched your I wasn't anticipating an applause, but um, yeah, I, I, uh, my name is Jason Milani. Welcome to everybody. Uh, I, I, I have four daughters, so um, if you're a parent, you kind of wonder whether you're doing it right, um, whether you profess to be a Christian, whether you don't care about God. <laughs> There's always the question of like, am I doing it right? Am I raising the right kid? Am I, am I being a good parent? I lost it. I yelled. And... Uh, uh, Christians, non-Christians, everybody yells, um, unfortunately. 
Um, this past week, my oldest daughter, Jenna, uh, came to the youth, and uh, it actually was like a time warp for me, like 15 years ago with youth camp. And all of them were up here, and they were hugging each other, and they were like passionate. I'm like, oh, they just haven't lived life yet, so that's why they're just so excited. Um, but it was the first time where I saw my daughter experience a community. I mean, she, she loves everyone here, but it was more people her age who knew what was going on. And I could just see the affection in her eyes for the community. And she just left really excited about the gospel. I mean, she was telling me that, she's like, man, the pastor really, it's really spoke to me on Wednesday night. And I want to go visit all them down in Florida. And man, I want to do that every Wednesday night. And so it was really exciting. It's exciting to see the gospel take a seed in your kid's heart and God waters it and he gives the increase and to see that start to bloom. So um, it's, you know, no huge miracles happened in my life this past week. Just my daughter is, is just loving Jesus more. And I think that that's worthy of sharing. So I just want to share that. So thanks, Jason. Who else? Other ways people are seeing God moving in their life. All right, yeah, can you? So I want to keep both hands on my granddaughter here. So I just want to say that the week was awesome. It was great to see that we had so many volunteers. And the youth team from Florida, just, they were awesome. I mean, to see these young kids, these young men and women that not only want to help, but they want to go out of state to help somebody they've never met was just a great inspiration for our youth here. And I could see how, you know, they were, um, they were mingling together and, and our youth is just growing from that, and that's exactly what I want for my kids and my granddaughter. And I just feel really blessed to, to have the kids I have, the family I have, the church family I have, and of course, this little princess in my hands. So, yeah. I know that kind of set like the cuteness bar really high, but. I'm going to stick with the theme of talking about the youth. And I want to talk about how proud I am of our youth group at this church this week. Right? We have these kids who, for no other reason than they love Jesus and they love the church, so they were here all week um, serving, serving in different places each week, being with the kids, hanging out with these kids they had never met before from Florida, and just really getting to know them. And so I just want to praise God for how great our youth are and how awesome they are. So. kind of wish I could do this without a microphone. Um, my name is Maria. I helped out this week, and Christy stole what I wanted to say. I'm so proud of our youth group and uh, the, the kids that are in it. Um, but I think, as most of you know, I'm not a Baptist, and um, I'm not Baptist-leaning at all, uh, and I think what I, the way I saw God working in my life this week was just sort of embracing these youth that are so different from our youth, um, these Floridian youth that um, came in and had a very different way of speaking about Jesus than I might speak about Jesus, but the way I saw them love on those kids, and it really enlarged... Um, my conception of the way God can work in little kids' lives. Um, and to see 
both sort of the spiritual development in like fourth and fifth graders, right? So at the beginning of the week, um, they were sitting there in the pews with their arms crossed, all kind of angry. And then by the end of the week, they were doing the ridiculous dances that they were doing up here. Um, and just a moment where this little sweet boy, Matthew, looked over at me, and I was asking him what, is, what he was looking forward to most, and he, he's, he's like, I get a backpack full of school supplies. So there's this way in which our church is meeting both the spiritual needs and like the, giving physical acts of mercy to those who need it the most in this neighborhood. Um, and kids who might not have had school supplies got them. Uh, and I think that that's a way... Yeah, yeah, I'm not. I'm rambling at this point, but there were just both physical acts of mercy and spiritual acts of mercy performed so concretely this week, and it was just a blessing to see. Um, I just want to say that uh, I've said before I went to church when I was younger, and the church that I went to was not welcoming, and I've never met people like you that are so loving and caring. I've met a lot of good people. And I just want to say that God is definitely working in my life because my son was baptized last Sunday. So that makes me very happy. And today is my daughter's birthday. She turns 11. We have a few more people who want to share. I'd encourage you, if you don't feel comfortable speaking with a mic, nobody up here does. It already kind of broke down on us earlier this morning, so you don't have to worry about that even. All right, Ebony. Good morning, saints. First of all, the children were so cute up there. <laughs> um, I have a testimony in the making. I just want to thank Jesus for opening up my eyes this morning. I've been dealing with something at a uh, place that I go to. Uh, injustice was done to me. And today I got the answer back from Jesus on how to approach it. You know, it's just amazing how quickly and how fast when you send up a prayer that he answers. Right here. Okay. I don't like microphones. <laughs> Can y'all hear me like this? No. <laughs> I don't see how singers do this. But um, anyway, I sent the prayer up in Bible study. And within, I say, six, seven minutes, the answer came right back down. And it's just amazing how he works. And I want to thank Jesus because if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have the relationship that I have with God now. Because just three years ago, I was not the same person who was standing in front of y'all. Three years ago, I couldn't recite Bible verses. Three years ago, I, I wasn't bringing people to church. I wasn't spreading the word of God. Three years ago, I wasn't as knowledgeable and spiritual that I am now. And that has nothing to do with me. That's just all Jesus. And I want to thank him for that because if it wasn't for him dying on that cross for me, I'd still be lost. I just want to share that a couple years ago, I lost my grandmother, 
and I lost my faith. And this week, seeing my daughter on stage, so shy, she never does things like that. Seeing her on stage, dancing with everybody, just brought joy to my heart, and I'm just really happy to be here. BK. I'm going to confess something a little bit embarrassing, but it'll tie into Jesus. So I'm a little bit obsessed with this radio show. I won't say, if you want to know, you can ask me later. But I'm a little bit obsessed with this radio show, and this week, um, sort of a bombshell happened on this radio show that the, the host of this radio show was getting this divorce, and it was really messy, and he had always been someone who said, divorce is not for me, you know, stood up to these really, I felt like, very family-oriented values, and for better or for worse, because I'm a little bit too obsessed with this show, I was, I could not do anything on Friday, which was really bad. Um, I couldn't concentrate, because I was, I think I just realized, um, we build our lives on relationships. We build our lives on our family, our who we're interested in, our friends. Even if you're not too relationship-oriented, maybe it's about success. Success requires relationships. You have to have a good relationship with your professor, your boss, your networking. Everything is built on relationships, but relationships can so easily crumble right before your eyes. Um, and, and in the worst possible ways, without... I just realized without the grace of God, without the hope of Jesus, um, we would be so distraught every time something bad happened to us when, when something happens in our relationships. Every time we have a fight, every time our, our relationships don't kind of aren't, don't meet our expectations, it, it can just really make us falter if that's the only thing that we hope in. Um, and so I think that my obsession helped me to realize that... Um, yeah, that Jesus is really my only hope that if for some reason something happened with me and Larry or my friends or my family, that yes, it would be awful and it would hurt a lot and it would be, it would just be devastating. But at the end of the day, the only relationship that I really need is my relationship with Jesus and that will never, ever disappoint me. That will never, ever hurt me. That will never, ever, you know, just let me down. He will always be there. He knows the right things to say. He knows how to comfort my heart. Um, and, I, and that just gave me a lot of hope when I felt, I was like, okay, another confession that was really bad. I was like reading all the online stuff and it was really bad. I was getting roped into that. And it just, I felt, you know, you can read the news and it just makes you feel like the world is such a negative place. And it is because it's fallen because we have sin. But again, we have our hope in Jesus. And, um, and I also, it tied in with VBS because just seeing how these kids were coming in and seeing the hope of Jesus, it was just all, God was really speaking to me this week, so. We've got time for a couple more brave souls. Hello, uh, I'm a graduate student at Hopkins. Uh, I moved here from the East Coast, and it hasn't been uh, the easiest transition in terms of uh, being successful in school. Um, so it's definitely been stressful being away from home. 
uh, for a while, and um, like the village has been a wonderful part of of re- spiritual renewal, of finding a center even when school isn't going that great. Um, this week I was reading uh, through Habakkuk, and I got to the end of it, um, and this is where Habakkuk is responding to God um, and God's message to him about what's going to happen. And uh, Habakkuk says, Though the fig tree should not blossom, nor fruit tree fruit beyond the vine, the produce of the olive fail, and the fields yield no food, the flock be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. Lord, the Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the beards. He makes me tread on the, my high places. So, I mean, make sure we could look at the context and see exactly what Habakkuk was dealing with. But I think this really speaks to seeing that uh, though we're crying out to the Lord for him to do justice, for him to give us strength, for him to just um, impart wisdom to us so that, I don't know, as, as we desire in some way to be successful, though um, things aren't going as we want them to, though we're putting time into here to trying to uh, make the harvest fruitful and putting time into uh, tilling the ground, uh, though those things might not come in, uh, be coming about at the time, um, I think it's really important to realize that uh, despite uh, what's going on around us, we need to like find ourselves in rejoicing in the Lord um, and realizing that though we may feel weak and though like we might not be getting um, the things we feel like we should be reaping, like uh, realizing that God's our strength through that time uh, has been a wonderful encouragement to me, and I hope it can be to you too. Maybe two or three more. If you feel like God's put something on your heart and maybe you think it's just for you, chances are um, it, it might not be. Um, I think you know when you've been in a body of believers for a while that there's things, even the smallest things, that um, we might find insignificant that can be very important for somebody else. All right, Stephen. Good morning. Um, so for the last, I guess it'd be half a year, there's been a lot of rough things that I was going through. Personally, I don't need to go into all of them, but it's kind of like every different area of my life was getting the rug pulled out. Um, and and it ended up, uh, I spent some time at home. My, my family wasn't, my parents weren't doing all that well. And, um, and then after just like prayer and kind of coming back on the plane, I really felt like God was speaking to me. But I was going through Joel chapter 2, and uh, there's basically what ends up happening um, is that you have like the Israelites who go through all of this, um, like the trials and, and tribulation, and you know, they're, they're getting... Um, attacked in all these different ways. And there's a passage where it talks about the, the devouring locusts, the locusts that come to devour. There's like four types of locusts, the swarming and the gnawing and like all this stuff, like horrible. But then in, in the midst of that, uh, the passage talks about uh, basically that, that we have an awesome God and that his words are that I will redeem all the years. And I think... Um, for a lot of us, uh, 
kind of going even off of like some of what VK shared with you know, whether it be relationships or anything throughout our life, it's very easy to look and view things as loss. Um, whenever we hit a, a certain point in the road and maybe um, some sort of opportunity ends or whether it be a relationship or anything like that and you, you look at it as, as loss. Uh, but we have a God who says he redeems all of the years. And truly, whenever we set our hope on him, um, he, he, he redeems. And I, I, I just think, like, sometimes we think that our sin is so great or our loss is so great that there's no way that he can use past years or past failures or whatever it may be. Um, we kind of write him off uh, as far as being able to do that. But he is incredibly creative. Um, he knows what he's doing, even in your failures. So whether you do wrong or right, he, he will redeem that. He's a much greater God than your sin or your failures or shortcomings or whatever it may be. So I just wanted to encourage you as I'm kind of seeing it in my own life and how God solely redeems. We may not have all the answers, or even some of the answers right now, but he, he certainly will redeem, because that's who he is. Um, so just wanted to share that. I had him back. <laughs> I forgot to mention that uh, a friend of mine, the one who first brought me to this church, her name is Cynthia, uh, I first came here with her the Easter of year before last, and I've been coming ever since. But I would like for us to all to get together in a prayer for her because her husband is, is, is very sick, and she's dealing with a very lot, and she hasn't been to church in a minute. And I would like for us to get together and pray to, to uh, you know, lead her back here because I talked to her yesterday, and she feels abandoned by the church. And, I don't, and that's what's keeping her from coming. And I would just like for us to, you know, get together in a group prayer and hope that, you know, she returns and that she will, you know, stop having that feeling. Let's pray. Please join me. We're going to pray right now for Cynthia and her husband. Father God, we know you're the great healer, Lord, that you created us. You know every parts of our body. So we ask that you touch Cynthia's husband right now, Father. And I ask that um, you extend your love out to her, Lord. Uh, through the church, Father, and through your spirit, and in any other ways it needs to break through, Lord, and reach out to her so that she can know your love, Father, and feel your love and feel the love of the church body, Lord. We ask that you um, do that right now, Lord, that you touch her where she is. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'm kind of new new here. Um, it's my first time back in a long time. But I realized something this week. I lost my faith in God, um, and something happened that made me realize that I needed to reconnect. I need to, I need God in my life. I got a rough patch going on right now. My father died on Monday, and with the loss of him, you know, I knew that I needed something else in my life. So that's when I realized that. You know, I need to reconnect with Jesus. All right, well, 
I'm not kind of new here. I, I've been here a lot, but I don't come every week. Uh, everyone knows pretty much my father and my dad's Rob, but um, he always tells me to come every week that I just had a, you know, a new baby girl. I should come, you know, reconnect with God and stop just being lazy, basically. Uh, but I guess, you know, having a daughter and everything makes me, makes me look at him, makes me look at him the way he looks at her, and, and I want to do what he does. So he's turned out to be such a great person. Maybe that maybe I should come and you know come to church more, and I should reconnect into my faith with God. So I love you, Lord, and Dad, I love you. So. All right. So. We do worship a living God, and this is a living church, and that's an incredible and amazing thing. And so I, I thank you all for those of you who shared. I'm going to invite the worship team to come on up now. Um, and I'd encourage you if it's, if it's uh, well, nobody feels real comfortable probably getting up in front of a lot of people and sharing your heart, your mind, your soul, what's going on in your life. Um, but I would encourage you to find ways to do that, places to do that at the church here, at the village, if you're not part of a, a small group or a ministry team or have other discipling, discipling relationships where you're being discipled and you have an opportunity to disciple others, I encourage you to form those connections because um, I can tell you personally, that's really where, uh, where I grow. That's where we all grow. And that's where we come to see Jesus work in our lives. So at this time, we're going to have our uh, last couple songs. I'm going to invite you all, if you're a believer, to come up and take communion. You can... Um, Take the bread and dip it in the grape juice and, uh, and just celebrate the fact that, um, that God gave his son for us and that he fully redeemed us, as was said, and as we've seen in the lives who are reflected here up front. So please join me in this final worship and come on up and take communion when you're ready.